Hey guys, it's Max Miller, Zach Zary, and Oakley Rose. Welcome to a well-placed cuss. Hello everyone and welcome back to a well-placed cuss, episode number 44. Zach, how are you? It's, uh, I guess I'll preface it by saying it's just me and Zach in the studio today, but if you're on YouTube, you already know that. And if you're not on YouTube, go get your ass on YouTube. But anyway, Zach, how you doing? Uh, fine. Um, I had to postpone this a little bit. Uh, there was a little bit of leakage in the Zeri basement today. <laughs> so The Zeri Household Foundation is not holding up. No, it apparently is not. So I had to deal with that. So that's why Oakley is again not here, but upcoming two episodes which we're recording both in one day yeah so we'll have a little bit of bonus content for you guys we'll get more into that at the end of the episode so you'll have to stay tuned but uh max we're all done exams how how are you feeling now i'm good my one of my classes i still have my paper that's i've handed in 20 days ago and uh my final and both have yet to come back to me graded so i'm not sure how i'm doing in that class uh but every other class is good you know uh finished my finals got my marks back and they look good look good yeah that's that's me in the one class my one class i sewered myself <laughs> and literally one assi- like i would have had like a ni- like a 90 in this class one assignment just tanked it and i'm got an 83 and i'm like like it's a solid mark but yeah. like i i knew like i know it could have been better and uh but she handed like she handed back her grades and i was like 78 like there's no there's no way that's possible and i emailed her like you messed up my mark but like <laughs> like six six to, like numbers here like what's what, what is going on and she's like yeah i'm sorry and then like changed it so i i, I was a little panicked there for a couple seconds yeah Got like a hundred on one my education class, and Atta then me. got an eighty nine on the paper, and then I'm waiting for another paper to be marked. So that'll be a good class, and then nice. We'll have to see about English here. How many education classes are you in this semester? This upcoming one, zero. Nice. I was in zero this semester, but I'm in two next semester. Yeah, this semester is gonna be a lot harder because usually, like, I do an easier semester with like football and stuff, and yeah, right. The harder one in the second semester one. I kind of I kind of did the opposite. I have a couple of education, a couple of Englishes, and then an online geography this upcoming semester. And my first class, like on on every single day, doesn't start until like two p.m. Really? Oh, you're yeah. telling me about that? Yeah. So I am I'm excited for that. I'm the exact opposite. All mine start at eight thirty Monday <laughs> to Friday, eight thirty. Oh, I'm so excited to just not have to wake up. That'll be. That'll be the greatest Christmas present of all. Speaking of Christmas, it is, as we're recording this, it is December 22nd. And, you know, our next couple of episodes, they're going to they're gonna have some uh, some themes to them. They might not just be a regular old episode. So keep a lookout for our, uh, our World Juniors preview. We did one last year. And then keep a lookout for the WPC Awards, where, uh, you know, we, we might not talk about a whole lot of new sports, but... We'll talk about some of our favorite memories in the in the past year. Go over our highlights as a podcast, and yeah, we'll have some we'll have some fun, have some good times. But that's not what this episode is yeah, about. I was, gonna, I was gonna just pipe in there. Like this episode is mainly gonna be on all the sports news going on, like just kind of like a regular episode what we've been doing for season five, and then 
uh yeah i guess the next episode will be the world juniors preview show hopefully we get that out as soon as possible as the tournament will start on boxing day so that's in four days so uh yeah hopefully we get that one out and then like the awards we mentioned and one year anniversary show where i think we released our first episode on christmas day so last year so it's been a year go up through the ups and downs world juniors show last year was quite different it was filmed in a car yes and the (laughs) the tournament lasted two whole games so and that episode was not supposed to be a world junior preview show either (laughs) no there was a lot of uh there was a lot of you know you know if you know you know there was a lot of I don't even know what to say. Weirdness going on with that episode. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I like the spirit of it. I like what we did. And, you know, we both did. And we want to try to bring it back and bring it back to its full uh, full capabilities. So, excited for that. World Juniors are coming up. But enough with hockey. We got to get we gotta get right into football. There's been a lot of news that's happened. You know, first and foremost, we want to we wanna pay our respects to um, to a few, a few legends that have passed away. I'll go with... I'll go with my uh, with my guy, one of my favorite football players of all time. I gotta go with Franco Harris. Like, just it's it's unfortunate to see that. I think at the time he was about um, about seventy five, something like that. But he's known as the guy with the with the immaculate reception. He was uh, he was a legend in in Steel Town. He was he was a part of two or three Super Bowl wins. I mean, Hall of Famer, you name it, he's done it. One of the best running backs to ever do it. R.I.P. And speaking of another running back in the NFL, we have um, we have Ronnie Tillman. Paul Hillman. Ronnie Hillman, my bad. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I personally I didn't know I didn't know about his game, but he was actually the starting running back for the for the for the Broncos for for a while there before C.J. Anderson cut in. And you know he was he was young man. He was it's it's always that always sucks to see. That just that's always. You know, you, you never like to see that. Uh, I believe he was fighting a, a, a rare form of cancer, and you know, it just—it was too late. So, lost, yeah. lost, lost some good people in, in in the sports world today. Yeah, Ronnie Hillman. Uh, uh, yeah, died, passed away due to liver cancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just remember because he was on like when I first started playing fantasy football, like when I was young. Like I remember having him on my team. Yeah. So it was like a little. A little weird because like he he go he ret- like he's done from the game and you kind of forget about him even though he's still like was super young right yeah and it's like oh wow like kind of like hits hits you there and then another legend passed away um, a week or so uh, Mike Leach uh, college football great um, unconventional style never played football you know um, I'm pretty sure he had like a law degree or something like that too like. And ha- just unconventional, um, like Gardner, like really beloved guy. I mean, Gardner Minshew is going to start for the Eagles this weekend, and he's not at practice because he's at at his funeral and stuff like that. Um, Jamal Morrow, rider running back right now, was named captain by Mike Leach because he did so well on uh, a game show. Um, so like. <laughs> great like great guy like you can find so many stories and like so many stories were popping up on like my instagram tiktok and stuff like that of of mike leach so. yeah yeah mine too so, so yeah so great guy 
rest in peace. And uh, they should change the rules so he can get into the College Football Hall of Fame. What are the rules? Coach is not allowed? No, he's got, he's got to have a certain win percentage. And I think he's already like a game or two. Like if he had two more wins or something and no losses, like he'd be in. So it's like they were saying like maybe make an award where it's like the Mike Leach exception and it's like every year like right so something cool like that but yeah who knows i like that yeah i want to give condolences to everyone affected by that and uh yeah but we'll move on to a lighter side but you know that's not the only football news that's been hitting we recently just got the 2020 i guess the 2023 pro bowl roster uh released from the nfl this year so I'll go I'll go over it here quickly and see what it is. We will start out with the NFC. Do you so, want to go through it and like just like say like what we think about like each position? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So the quarterbacks for NFC, you got Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins. Such an unconventional trio. No, I know. Like like I like who I, who would have put money on this trio? To be the NFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks. No, no, no sane person. Geno Smith, like he's had a hell of a year and uh, he deserves it. But it's just crazy to think about that uh, that these guys, especially Jalen, man, like he's he's arguably the, 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 the MVP of the league. He's been dominant. His team's been so dominant. So, And like people are saying like he wasn't the guy like literally like a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, Guess what? He, he is that guy. And like Geno, like I thought... Drew Locke was going to be the starter, and then Geno so decided to ball out. Kirk Cousins leading to that Vikings team, like, on a pretty good record, even if they may be flukes with that record. Like, he's still doing it. Um, but I do have to st- say, it just shows how much better the AFC quarterbacks are yes. compared to the NFC. Because as good as those guys are, they're not, they're not as we'll, we'll get into it, but they're not Patrick Mahomes, they're not Josh Allen, they're not Joe Burrow. And, like, I feel like the top six, like, the They're three, not Tua, they're not Justin Herbert, I like... Think, yeah, I think the three guys that were, like, alternates would are better than those three. Like, maybe, like... Hurts is probably the yeah, exception. Hurts is the exception, obviously, but, like, I'm saying maybe, like, even career-wise, like, Hurts, like... Sure, yeah. We gotta, we gotta remember, and we'll get into it, the Pro Bowl is season. It's 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 why certain guys are not in it. Like, we'll get into it, but um, yeah, yeah, we we will get into yeah. it. Um, we'll move on to the running backs here. Uh, so we got we got Mr. Saquon Barkley. No surprise there. We got Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders. Again, a pretty a pretty unconventional lineup here. I mean, like obviously Saquon, but he was at the beginning of the year he was out with that injury. I don't think a lot of people knew who how he was gonna turn out. You know, he certainly dropped in our fantasy league because of that. He I think he went to what, the second round? Probably even later. Yeah, on like yeah, and he's one of the top one of the top three running backs. So obviously big shout out to him deserved. And then Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders, you know, me and Zach were talking about this before the before the camera started rolling and uh I guess I didn't really realize I didn't realize who Tony Pollard was. I always just kind of recognized him as one of the best backups in the league to Zeke. But, you know, he's been on a tear this season and uh, gets some recognition, so you got to love it. Miles Sanders, good running back. But uh, there's somebody missing. There's somebody missing. Can you guess who it is? The guy who had 1,500 scrimmage yards in 14 games. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that's Christian McCaffrey. Just because he went to the 49ers 
doesn't mean that we forgot about him. Where the hell is he? He's He should arguably be number one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Saquon could be better. Sure, I'm saying arguably. He, he's better than Tony Pollard. Say that right now. He is so much better than Miles Sanders. And, and, it's, and it's not even just like saying it and like you kind of know, but it's just statistically too. 1,500 like, yards. I, like what, what do you want from this man? Like, I mean, Miles Sanders, t- Tony Pollard, Saquon all put up great numbers sure. and, and, and great seasons and they're well-deserved of a pro ball, but uh, CMT is a, is better than all of them for the Pro Bowl. He he is. And it's not like he yeah, he got traded and it's not like he went to AFC to NFC. He went NFC to NFC. Well, so like exactly. you can't even make that claim. So that's that's probably the worst snub in my opinion, like outright <sighs> snub. That's that's crazy to me. Like I wanna know I wanna know who's like, yeah, you know, you know who's better than Christian <laughs> McCaffrey? Miles Sanders. Like you're crazy. I don't care. I've never been that big of a Christian McCaffrey guy, but that's because I never really looked into him. Like, if you, you you look at a guy like Derek Henry or Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, like, just pure rushers, you know, in their own sense, they're just pure rushers. And Chris McCaffrey's an amazing rusher. But his value comes from his versatility, right? His value comes from as soon as he touches that ball, whether it's through a pass or whether it's through a handoff, he is going to get you some yards. He's gonna, And if he's on a fantasy team, he's going to get you some fantasy points. Like, that man is... He is a he's a football player at heart. Like that's just, you know, we're talking about guys like Tyree Kill, Lamar Jackson, who are just football players. That man is a football player, and it's 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 really disappointing to see him not on here. So I would agree with you. I think that's the biggest snub. Fullback, we got Kyle Uzcheck. I mean, best fullback in the game. I mean, he has been for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the receivers here. We got. Jay Jettas, no surprise. AJ Brown, no surprise. CD Lamb and Terry McLaurin. Start off, huge Terry McLaurin guy. Love Terry McLaurin. So glad he finally got his recognition. He has been the only, the real only consistent part of that offense uh, going through Hurts and Heineke and not having a very consistent quarterback. He has been him. I think he's at like, I think he's surpassed 1,000 yards so far this season. He might even be close to 1,100. Yeah, I, I think he's actually had like a down year statistically too. So. Oops! Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's that that was Gordon Ramsay you're listening to. Um, um yeah, I, I'll search up his stats right yeah. now. But like, I I can't really think of another receiver unless I'm completely blanking in the NFC that deserved it more. No, I I agree with you. I mean, uh, again, if you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube. But if you can see the man here has a Michael Thomas jersey, so <laughs> you know you might have some thoughts about Michael Thomas being in the Pro Bowl, but. Michael Thomas has been he's only played two games. I'm not I'm not don't I don't know Zach. Don't make I don't, know, it, Zach. don't say that Zach I'm thinking Zach loves Michael Thomas. I, I like Michael Thomas more than the average human being. <laughs> uh we have C D Lamb, who I was really not a big fan of. I was I didn't think he was that guy. He turned out to be that guy. I'll 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 say I was wrong, sure. Um but yeah, no, like, Terry McLaurin, I guess, like, there's two more games left in the regular season, right? Yep. What's no, three, three games left. Is there three? Yeah. Is there 17 games? Yeah, it will be three because the Chargers have to play the Colts, Rams, and Broncos. Oh, okay. So, actually, like, I was thinking he had a down year, but he's going to have it's, He's gonna have better, his, his best career. Is, yeah. 
What's he at right now? He's at a thousand fifteen. Yeah, okay. Three touchdowns. I mean, the touchdowns aren't are, are dropped, but his yards will be pretty good for sure. But like, yeah, I don't think there's any like notable missing wide receiver in the NFC that I'm. No, I mean you you always got DK, but I'm not I'm not saying he's better than him. I don't even know his stats off the top of my head. Uh, Terry McLaurin is old. He's old 27. Is he? he is old. Like, well, like he's not old. He's like he's still but got, like but I think three, I, four years. But like, I think I, people see him as fairly young. Yeah, like I would have like been like, oh, he's like 25, 24. Yeah. But I guess he's been in the league a little while. Oh, I am. You know who are we compl- totally missing right now? Yeah. Who should be over CD and Terry? Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. That that is the one guy that I was that I there saw people is. were. How about. he had he had such a great season, and he even missed a, a game or two. He hasn't been fully healthy all year, and he has been lighting it up. Like, talk about like if there was like a most improved player, I mean, he might he might get that award because he has been absolutely electric. So he should be over CD and Terry. Um, uh, what's he at? Uh, Nine hundred seventy-four, six touchdowns. Maybe over Terry. Maybe over Terry. C- CD's got Terry. the same amount of touchdowns and like a thousand more yards. A so thousand maybe, more yards, or a hundred <laughs> more, not a thousand. Yeah, more. yeah, a hundred more. Okay, okay, I mean, yeah, fair, I mean, fair enough. The guy that I'm like thinking, like the big name in the NFC, is Cooper Cup, but he's been injured yeah, for like the whole year. He's been hurt. I mean, but that can't stop some guys from making no, it. Fucking, we'll get into it. We will get into that, and yeah, we'll get into that. Kittle, Ta- Kittle, and Hawkinson. Must like two of the best four. I mean, there's really only four tight ends in this league that are good, <laughs> and they two of them play in each conference. So Kittle and Hawkinson in the one conference, and then Andrews and Kelsey in the other. I mean, Kittle and Hawkinson are two three interchangeable in my opinion, uh, at least this season. You think that Kittle and Hawkinson are interchangeable at in this se- this season? Yeah, Hawkinson's been way better statistically. Yeah, but, but the, Kittle's been hurt. But yeah, the, I'm, a, the, I'm a huge Kittle. I have a Kittle jersey, Max. I'm, I'm a huge. I'm saying for this season. I, I I understand that, but a big part about tight ends is like guys like Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, and now Travis Kelsey have made tight ends such a sexy position. Not, you know what I mean, in the sense of people really gravitate towards mm-hmm. them in the sense, like when they look at stats or even personality. A huge part about being a tight end, though, arguably the most important part is the blocking. And Hawkinson is a really good blocker. Uh, he, he is a good blocker. He's nowhere, no one is near Kittle in blocking. Yeah, that, he that's is. fair. And so, yards... And, and, I'm, and I'm saying, like, I'm I'd much heading into next season. I'm taking Kittle over Hawkinson. Yeah. but I'm saying this specific season after getting traded, yeah, fair and stuff like fair. I mean, I'll 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 put Kittle up there, but I'm not saying it's not close. Um, offensive but, line. No, no, I don't think anyone would ha- would have an issue with those tight ends there. No, no. If you do, then I I really do question yeah, who are you putting up yeah. there. Like like <laughs> like Evan, no Evan Ingram's in no the AFC. Fant. Yeah, like that makes no sense. Um, we'll go to the go to the O line now. The tackles we got Trent Williams. I mean, have to have him in. You there. have to have him in there. You have Lane Johnson, one of eight players from the Eagles. You have uh, Tristan Wirth. Tristan Wirth. I did, there it is. I did see. I like. I have no idea about O line. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like, oh, oh so, is, yeah. But right. apparently, this is just off of what I've read on online. Um, Andrew Thomas from the Giants should have been over Tristan Wirth. 
Interesting. And that's what I saw a lot of people say. And they weren't just Giants fans. Sure. It was like people just in general. Right. Interesting. Okay. And I, and I, like, Andrew Thomas had such a, like, their career paths are going, like, in the opposite direction. Like, worse was, like, that guy in his rookie year with the Super Bowl winning Bucks. Yeah. And Andrew Thomas looked like a bum in yeah, his first looked- year. Now he's literally, like, the second, third best tackle in the NFL. Or, NFC. NFC, yeah. So interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll t- I'll take your word for that. And um, we got Zach Martin, the man with. Uh, oh, oh, there was a crazy stat. He has like less holding penalties. <laughs> he has less holding penalties than like his entire team combined or something. He's the man's just a machine. The man is an absolute machine. He's been a machine for the past. I don't yeah, know how long he's played. His whole career, like, ten years, twelve years. He's been that guy. I don't even know who Landon Dickerson is, to be honest. He's, he's a dog. Big on dog. The Eagles, yeah. Um, I wanted the Chargers to draft him. Oh, is he, is he a rookie? He's young. He He's either in his, I want to say his second year. I yeah, want to okay. say Landon Dickerson. I'll search it up right now. Man, that's got to that, 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 have some high hopes for Eagles fans. Jeez, having that second year guy making a Pro Bowl. And then, uh, oh, and then we got Chris Lindstrom. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm yes. not gonna pretend like I know who that guy is. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's got a brother in the NFL. I okay. just know he's the better one. I'm pretty sure. I could be <laughs> pulling the shit out of my ass. Yeah, we are but, half the time, anyways. Yeah, but La- yeah, Landon Dickerson. He's Al- mm-hmm. former Alabama guy. Oh, okay. And like, okay. he was supposed to like, yeah, 2021 second round draft pick. And for the for the centers, we got got a couple of we got Jason Kelsey, the musician himself. I don't know if you've heard there were and actually Landon Dickerson might have been a part of that, but there were like three or four Eagles players that put out their own like Christmas album. I saw that. I didn't listen Dude, to it. Jason but I saw Kelsey's that. got a voice on him. It's <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, they 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 sound like old linemen, but they don't sound bad. And uh, Frank Ragno Ragnow. Yeah. He's, uh, he's he's a dog. Yeah, he, he literally is a dog. He's the definition of dog. He's like he fits the Lions culture. Oh, so good. doesn't he? Right, like he he's literally he's literally Campbell. If Campbell was a player, like right now, their, their head coach. Oh yeah, yeah, like, Dan Campbell. Dan, yeah, I keep yeah. I, I keep wanting to say Dave. I knew that wasn't right. Or maybe is it? There is a Dave Campbell. Oh, I feel like is that? I feel like that might be CFL. I gotta look it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm confused. I mean. Dave Campbell. Who, there's definitely a Dave Campbell. Well, no, that's Dave. That's Dave <laughs> Chappelle. Campbell football. Oh, this is. This is not. There's nothing coming up. This is not boding well for Dave Campbell. Texas football. This is no. What the heck? Okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, it's it is it is Dan Campbell, and I think like exactly like what you said. He just fits. He fits it. He's got that dog. He loves he loves to protect. You gotta love that from from an O lineman. That's their fucking job. But uh, we'll move on to defense now. Yeah, let's fly it through these. Arguably, Depoy, as we mentioned previously, Nick Bosa coming off the edge. Got Brian Burns from the Panthers and Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys. I do want to say, Uchenna Nwosu <laughs> could arguably be in there. Former Chargers guy. It feels like every Chargers linebacker we let go turns into an all star. Uchenna Nwosu first. I I knew he was gonna be good. Each say it again. Uchenna Nwosu. I'm um, okay. He was like a second round pick, but he never played because he was behind Bosa, and like oh, he, yeah. he signs with Seattle. He has nine sacks, like crit, like crit, like sixty tackles, like good season. So right. just want to give a shout out to him. 
Shout out to former Chargers, not yeah. on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, defensive tackles, we got Aaron Donald, who should not be up there. Because and we he's have, been injured. We have Jonathan Allen, who should be up there. Yeah. And uh, Dexter Lawrence. Been amazing this year. Don't even know who that is, not going to lie. He's been amazing for the Giants. That's great. Yeah. Um, We got the we got the outf- outside linebackers, Micah Parsons. You know, we talk about deploys with Nick Bosa. This man's right up there, too. We got Zadarius Smith. I can't, like... I've said this since the day of the signing. The Packers signed the wrong Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they period. Like, when the Vikings what, got what, him what for is, that goddamn what, contract. What is Preston Smith doing right now? Probably eating. Like, <laughs> I like I don't know. He's I, I never liked Preston Smith. Darius Smith had so much talent. And I saw he was, like, signing. There was, like, a thing I got. It got it fell through. He was, like, signing to the Ravens for, like, a veterans minimum or mm-hmm. something. And that, that deal fell through, luckily. But he still is only getting, like, I don't even know if he's getting 10 mil a year in, in Minnesota. Like, he is on one of the best contracts in the NFL. And I think it was a one year. So I think this offseason he's going to get paid one way or another. But good for good for Zadarius Smith. Hassan Reddick, one of, another one of the eight Eagles players making the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's, just, he's just another football player. He's, he hits hard, but, but, but hits legal. Fred, Fred Warner, literally the best pure linebacker in the nfl right now I him agree. and demario davis can't can't complain about that big no. play slay um okay here here's where here's where somebody uh messed up here hey uh panthers or uh i guess nfl you gotta <laughs> you gotta respect the panthers here yeah yeah okay where, where's jc horn at yeah where's he at he's been arguably the best defensive back in the league he's not there like what? What? What's up with that? So uh, I hundred percent agree. I'm just gonna look up his stats quickly because I think I think um, you know, show up football reference. So I type his. Ah, oh, there we go. Um, but I think even in the article I wrote, that was like a prediction for the year. Shout out to our our website. Go there if you want to get more content. I think I put uh, J C Horn as the X factor for the for the Carolina Panthers this year because. He was hurt all last year. Yeah, he yeah had a disappointing rookie season just because of his injuries. So, but like this man has this man's come back with three interceptions, seven pass deflects, forty seven total tackles, and like it, when you look at him, it's not just the stats that bring him out. It's like his coverage. It's like the, kind of the same thing with a guy like Patrick Certain, who we'll get into later, and uh, he's just a beast. You just you just got to look at his game to really recognize how good how good uh, in coverage he is. So I definitely agree with you. And here's where here's where somewhere else screwed up again in the cornerbacks department. Trevon Diggs is not a pro bowler. Or, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Or Jer Alexander. No, he isn't. He like, absolutely is not. Like he they, got torched by Diggs. Yeah. So he was I, talking I, so much shit and got torched. I'm kind of I'm yeah. The the, the DB is like Tariq Woolen, absolute dog. Absolute I don't know dog. how that guy fell so far in the draft. Literally, the Seahawks love fifth round defensive backs that are tall and rangy. <laughs> like they, all, like they literally become the best DB in the league. Apparently, um, we'll go down to the safeties. Where, oh, actually, that's 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 that that's the next conference. I was gonna say that's where some of our favorite players are. But uh, strong safety, we got Quandre Diggs. I, I mean, honest, he, honestly, he hasn't had his best year this year. No, he hasn't. But he's 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 still a dog and. That 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 Seahawks secondary, you know, could be could be bringing back some memories for some people. We get we getting some 
getting some Cam Chancellor back and some Earl Thomas back. I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, Buda Baker from the Cardinals. Solid guy. Heart and soul of that team. Absolutely. And we got this guy, who I legitimately don't know, but you do, Zach. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but that gonna... guy that guy's a stud. He's a young guy. Kufanga. Yeah, from the 49ers. Like, every time I watch a 49ers game, I'm, like, in love with how he plays. And, uh, yeah, I, I like, just reading up on him, he's, like, the best young player right now in, in, in the defensive backfield. So, well, other than maybe Sauce Gardner and uh, Tariq Woolen, but, yeah. AFC time. AFC time. This is where this is this is where the meat of it is. So we'll go to quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I mean, you could sl- Tua had the most fan votes, yeah. and somehow didn't get in. I mean, I'm not angry at it. I, think, I do think Tua should have got in there though. Yeah, like if I, I would have make it, I would have put Tua at three. Yeah, I think I would have put Tua in for Joe, but it's not like outrageous. No, like, it isn't. Like where I'd be like so super upset. Then we go running backs, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Not upset again, but I feel like you could slid in uh, Austin Eckler. I mean, I'm like, I'm a Chargers fan, so I'm going to say that, but I'm not like angry at it. I think those three are well-deserved, and I think you could slide in um, Eckler in over Henry or Chubb just based on his all-purpose yards. Mm-hmm. Um it, It's tough, right? Because if you look at just plain out running numbers, no, like, exactly. it's not even a competition but it's and i think i think that was an issue for c-mac too honestly yeah, so yeah i mean you can't complain about those guys um wide receivers here's where we have some things to say and an issue here um tyree kill deserved stefan diggs deserved Devonte adams deserved jamar chase on the other hand guy's been injured guy's been injured guy's been injured guy's been injured yeah it, like what sure he may be better than jalen waddle I, like, but but his season his season has not been. And the thing is, like, I don't even think like I don't even think Jamar would get mad at that. Look, or any of these players would get mm-hmm. mad at that because yes, they might be better. I don't think that there's a lot of people who would say that Jalen Waddle is a better receiver than Jamar Chase. But sorry about that. We had some uh, doorbell difficulties, but we're back on schedule right now. So where were we? We were at Jamar Chase. And then we already mentioned the tight ends. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, no surprise there. Yeah, you can't argue. Can't argue that. Um, Laramie Tunsil. Love Laramie Tunsil. Very glad he got Very glad he got a nod. He did a stupid thing on draft night, which, you know, kind of plummeted his career a bit. But changed his entire career. It did. But, you know, he's fi- finally getting recognized as the talent that he is. Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead. <laughs> Dolphins protecting Tua. On his left side. I'm just saying that's more important. It'd be his right, right side. It's more important for Tua. Left. Oh, I still. I see. I still. I still don't understand this. Like, like blind side. So like if blind you're right, side. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, right. So yes. Yeah. Armstead's more important. He plays right tackle. Orlando Brown, on the other hand, it was not well deserved. According to a lot of people, yeah, right, and a PFF grades and stuff like that. I'm never trusting a PFF grade, but. When, it, when the PFF grade says that Orlando Brown is bad, then I'll trust it. Yeah, it, it said there was like 21 better offensive tackles <laughs> compared to him. That could have been in this spot. Um, yeah, but the Chiefs had three pro bowlers on the offensive line, so that helps out Patty Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, Joe Batonio, probably the best 
I've I've said this like three times already, but one of the best guards in the NFL. Quinton Nelson actually hasn't had that good of a year you this know. year. He, he, he should still be a pro bowler, but yeah. he shouldn't be – like if season ended now, he shouldn't be all pro. Yeah. Joe Tooney, dog. Creed Humphrey wanted the Chargers to draft him, but they got Corey Lindsley instead. Yeah, Corey Lindsley could be over there in instead of Mitch Morse, um, but – Lindsay has been injured for and most of the year, and Mitch Morris, Morris is a dog. Yeah, so I'm not like I think Lindsay's like the alternate. So mm. a, lot, a lot of like Herbert's an alternate, Eckler's an alternate. Yeah, There's right. like a lot of guys. Yeah, right. Um, we'll on the def- defense, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Trey Hendrickson, Hendrickson can't go wrong there. No, Chris Jones, Quinton Williams finally oh, breaks through. Love Quinton Williams. Yeah, he's had a sack like every single game this year so far. Yeah, he's been crazy. Helping that uh, Jets defense is good. Jeffrey Simmons, a uh, good career bounce back. I mean, he's a dog on the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a menace last game against the Chargers. It sucked. <laughs> uh, Matt Judon, my boy Kilo Mack, outside linebacker, and then your boy. <laughs> Should not have been there, TJ Watt. Like this is this this was a bad one. How this, many? This was the worst one. How many games did he actually play? Like five? I don't even know if it's five. I really don't. Like like he sure he may be the best defensive player in the league when he's healthy with Aaron Donald, Michael Parsons, Nick Bosa, etc. But God, this is for this year. Yeah. That's a bad one. That's, That's a really bad one. And, like, there's literally a guy. Okay, you love the Steelers so much. There's literally a guy on the Steelers who could replace him. Alex Highsmith. Double-digit sacks this year. He's been holding down that defense. He's the only one getting pressures to that quarterback. Like, oh. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's a really bad one. That's a bad one. Um, Matt Milano should have been over C.J. Mosley, in my humble opinion. I think so, too. And Raquan Smith, I mean new start on the Ravens. I haven't seen much Ravens game, but I'm, I'm sure he's doing fine. Well, I mean, he got a, he got a bulk of his like shit done on the Bears yeah. this season, so, so I'm sure I'm sure he's doing fine. Sauce Gardner, arguably arguably the best cornerback in the league. Um Zaven Howard again. Uh, I think his literally his worst season statistically ever. I think it's just going off name value for that one. Yeah, probably. And then I don't have a problem with the other two. No, Pat, Patrick Sertan and Marlon Humphrey are solid. We get into my guy, our free safety. We got we got, we got, got Mr. Minka Fitzpatrick. He's had a good bounce back year. Love me some Minka. One of the best cover guys in the league. One of the best, some of the best hands in the league. Gotta love him. And my guy, Derwin James. We got strong safety coming. We got Mr. Derwin James, who we looked it up, 106 tackles. And he's only played 12 games. That's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, and like safety. Like, that's absolutely insane. Um, and you got Jordan Poirier, who's Poirier. You've done this, maybe. You, you could play like a drinking game. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep saying Poirier. Uh, Poirier. Poirier. So Jordan Poirier. Poirier and Micah Hyde. You know they form one of the best safety duos in the league. Too bad Micah Hyde went down with an injury for the season. But Jordan Poirier has been has been like holding it down for that secondary. He's been a great option for them. So no no argument there. And then we'll we'll quickly fly because we took a little too much time. Me and Max uh, previously mentioned in the last episode, mm-hmm. we were in the fantasy football playoffs. One and eight seed. Max ended up making it, and he had to yep. face my my team. Max, your team did not come to play. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> no, it wasn't they, even. No, close. It didn't it, even, it, they didn't even fucking try. It was like a thirty point blowout. It like, was. It sucked. And like it was the first game. It was like that Thursday night football game. I saw C Mac go off for like twenty two. Love me some CMA. And uh, I was so sad to you because Debo was out there, w- w- was out last week, so I couldn't use him. 
and I forget who it was. I think maybe like Ken Walker got me like nine yeah. or like nine point nine, yeah. and C Mac got you like twenty two, and I was like, it's a wrap. <laughs> I already know it's a wrap. And then Nick Chubb didn't do do you much. He got the, the exact same thing as Ken Walker. He got like yeah. nine point nine. Yeah. Um. Who else? Who Who's your quarterback? Joey, uh, Joey B. Was yeah, like, Joey B. Yeah, I think I th- I think he might have been my best player. Yeah, he was your best player, my best player, and we'll get into my fantasy football. Jalen Hurts carried the squad. De- Devonte and D Hop did not have good numbers at all. Um. So I was lucky. Uh, my boy Hurts could carry me. Um. Yeah, I was literally, and then Tyler Algier. Didn't oh, even know who that guy was. <laughs> that pissed me off. <laughs> you started. I was like, I got a shot because because in in the league with 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 Harvey Williams, I have Cordell Patterson. Yeah. So I was like, dude, Cordell's gonna start. Cordell's gonna get the ball all the time. Tyler, he's he's, he's gonna get like three points. We're good. <laughs> you got like you got like twenty two. Yeah. Got the same as fucking C-Mac. Yeah. <laughs> like goddamn, bro. What do you want me to do? Like Tyler Higby got a touchdown. Um. Yeah. No, so I, I'm really scared for this upcoming game because there's no way where I'm, I'm in the semifinals with Thomas Stryker. Shout out episode four of this podcast. One of, and still one of the most popular ones. Yeah. Um, I'm going against him. He, he's got a scary team. He's got a scary team. Even though I'm the one seed, Jalen Hurts You is shouldn't not, be the one seed. Uh, 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 the record says otherwise. <laughs> um, Jalen Hurts is, is done for the season. So I'm riding with Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> the Brock and CMC stack is about to go wild. It, um, it actually might, though. That's the crazy part. D-Hop is, literally has bum-ass Trace McSorley, TikTok legend. Have you heard that song? Trace McSorley? McSorley? No. You search it up after this. <laughs> okay. Um, he's throwing the rock in his first career start, so D-Hop is not going to have a big game. Devontae's got to get it going here. Um, he's had two bad games. I need, yeah, I need, like, Proc Birdie to, like, throw three touchdowns to CMC in the air. <laughs> That's my, yeah, so. Oh, they, uh, they don't want to see me win. The football I, gods don't want to see me win. The I t- don't want to see the, you the, win. The league does not want to see me no, win. No, they don't. No. They don't want to see Zach Sarri win. No, I'm the villain in our fantasy league. Hey, every, every league, every <laughs> every team needs one. Yeah. And you're ours. And it's just also by default that you're the Roger Goodell of yeah, our league, too. I'm the commissioner, so. <laughs> a lot of hate. A lot of hate throwing Zach Sarri in the group chat. Yeah. But, um. Hey. We're still here, baby. We're still here. He beat, beat, Ty- beat yeah. me. Tyler Algier season upcoming. Oh, my God. And Brock Purdy. That was so disappointing. But uh, we'll move on. The play the playoffs are uh, happening in fantasy football, but they're also really close for the NFL. And I just want to say, Jags, Jets tonight. Who would have thought that would have had playoff implications at the start of the season? <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> Like this game is important. Oh my god! I it really is. It's and, and, so important. And guess what? The two teams that are playing are fun teams to yeah. watch. Like it's gonna be a good game. I, I put on our little board. YouTube uh, people can see it. I wanted to talk about T Law. He's been balling this season. Yeah. He's he actually has arguably better numbers than Justin Herbert. Wow. I'm not and like I'm a Chargers fan. Like the only thing he's got better is like Herbert. Herbert has so many yards. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And he hasn't had the touchdowns. That could also because Mike, his whole wide receiving core was out for like no. six weeks. That's got nothing to do with it. That's got nothing to we do with it. We had guys that we were cut playing the number two role. People were it. breaking down crying because Josh Palmer wasn't playing. <laughs> like it was bad. Anyways, um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. You know who he's reminding me of, Max? Who? 
and this could be an overstatement, but with how much hype this Trevor Lawrence had coming out, I don't think it is. Andrew Luck. Oh it, yeah, I it, could I can see that. If you look at their first two years, they're really similar. First, like the Colts were so bad in their first year, right? <laughs> Andrew Luck was supposed to be this god. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be the god, right? He was like, the, after his freshman year, the people were saying if he came out, he'd be the first overall pick, right? Right. And like the Jaguars are c- slowly putting pieces around him, and he's balling out. Like, look at Evan Ingram, how good he's been. Christian Kirk, how good he's been. Mm-hmm. Zay, Zay Jones, yeah, balling Jones out. Like. Balling out. Trevor Lawrence is literally like I've been watching him, and he's he's so fun to watch. He literally looks like Justin Herbert from when Justin Herbert was actually allowed to run, he, and it wasn't in a bum ass offensive system with bum ass Joe Lombardi calling the plays. <laughs> At least he, he he has better hair than Justin Herbert though. Oh yeah, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when Herbert? Ah, Justin Herbert's got some good flow. Oh, he's, he's he's got a good flow. Remember when Herbert had buzzed his head? And people lost it for like a week. Oh, I do. That was. Funny. I think he, like you were getting roasted in the group chat for that too. <laughs> it was like, it was just like, look at Zach's favorite quarterback. Look, look at he shaved his fucking head. <laughs> yeah, but I did want to say the Chargers could play the Jags in the first round of the playoffs. That's insane. The Jags like because Tannehill's out now for the Titans, and the right. Titans are on a really bad slide. The Jags, and like the Jags could really win that division and play the chargers chargers if they win against the colts who don't have jonathan taylor mm-hmm. and are playing nick Foles, have a 98 percent chance of making the playoffs oh my god so much different than a month ago when i was saying rebuild the Re- team rebuild the team <laughs> yeah so i'm a happy chargers fan as long as our worst game of the season came against jacksonville jaguars that was yep. the worst game of football i've ever watched in my life yep um, but I'm excited that that game will be good. The Jets could make the playoffs too. Um, hope probably, hopefully not because I mean the Chargers probably aren't making the playoffs. But it, it has a lot of implications. Definitely, we're done with football now. That was a lot to talk about. But before we move on to MLB and more sports news, here's a little quick little ad read from our sponsors, Betstamp. So, Betstamp has been a partner with us for. Uh, coming on like three months now. They've been they've been a great help for us. They've done everything that we've needed them to do, and hopefully we've done the same to them. They are they're a great partner, but they also provide a great service. What is that service, you may ask? Well, if you're a better, whether you're a veteran or you're new to it, maybe this will help sign you up to it. Betstamp is the ultimate tool for you. Now, now let me explain. To understand the importance of Betstamp is to understand the importance of having multiple sports books. Right, so because every sports book has different odds for that certain bet you want to make. Let's say you want to, let's say you want to bet on the Jags and Chargers, and you say that you want Trevor Lawrence over 260 yards. Bet MGM might have a different odd than Bet Royale, and Bet Royale might have a different odd than Bet 365. And you, it's in one all. Yeah, sorry, it's in one convenient location with all those bets, all those different sports books, so you can make the best bang for your buck and pick the best bet for you. It. It's literally Betstamp is the Trivago of sports betting. Like Max said, whether you're young or old, holy, that was a bad voice crack, <laughs> into the sports betting game. It, it, I mean, why wouldn't you want to try to save some money? The, no cost to sign up. It's completely free. Just allows you to make more bang for your buck. And like, like Max said, if you have a lock of the week, why wouldn't you try to get the best odds for that lock? It, it's, a, it's a convenient way to sign up for multiple sports books. 
allows you to access all those sports books, allows you to track your bets. You can make friends and see your friends' bets and uh, see, see other betters, what they're playing down, see line movements, what's happening, what are other people tailing. It allows you to see all of that and more. So hop on to BetStamp, use code WPC, that is WPC when you sign up. It helps not only helps us, it helps them. And help support this show. So again, when you sign up for BetStamp, that's code WPC. Thank you very much, BetStamp. We'll get back into the show, back into some more sports, and we'll get off of football. Probably go into the league and sport that's had the most news come up recently, and that's that'd be the MLB, folks. There's been so much happening. There's been a lot. We will we will try to get over it as much as possible. Um, but first and foremost, probably the biggest one would be what Zach? What's what do you think is the biggest one? The biggest signing? Or it has well news? it has to be the Carlos Correa fiasco. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, mean, that's a fair place to that, start. I mean, I think we mentioned Carlos did we mention last episode he was signing with the Giants? I don't think so. Okay. Nope. Well, if we did then whatever. Um he he signed with the Giants and then all of a sudden um it was supposed to be thirteen year, three hundred and fifty million Basically, they lost out on Aaron Judge. They signed the best, the second best player, basically, right? No, he apparently gets. Uh, what was the story? He gets there and he's got like a medical issue or something like that, um, and it falls through. So he was supposed to do a press conference. Doesn't come there. Then they were saying it was an injury. And then it fell through. And then all of a sudden, I see Carlos Correa is now new, a member of the New York Mets. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? No, that was that was, that was, that, that was absolutely crazy. And what's his, what's his contract on the Mets now? I think it's 11 year? Um, 12 year, 315 million. Okay, yeah. So, it's not just Carlos Correa that the Mets have gotten. They have, with all of their new acquisitions, you know, Justin Verlander, amongst others... They are close to a billion dollars that they have spent this offseason. I think they're at like eight hundred million right now. Their new owner, I'm pretty sure, is Steve Cohen, like a former like lifelong fan, and now he's putting back his money into it. Found like a loophole. I was watching this video. Like, there's a loophole so he avoids like tax or something like that. Nice. I'm not sure if this is true or not. I could be spewing false information, but like, he's putting like it. Like we mentioned, it's like I was literally watching Moneyball just the other night. It just depends on like teams and like how much money they have, right? Like Correa's like Francisco Lindor is already there playing shortstop. Correa is probably going to play like third base, I would assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the Mets are just like signing everybody to big. I mean, they lost Degrom, but like they signed that Kode Singa guy from Japan. Yeah, um, that the, the the ace. Yeah, who's a good pitcher already? Um, five years, seventy-five million dollars. Like, yeah, it's crazy what the Mets are doing. They're becoming a powerhouse. They're looking to compete, and then the San Francisco Giants are like the biggest losers. They lose Aaron Judge <laughs> and Carlos Correa. Hey, the, they the, still they still have Jock Peterson. Their biggest signing was our boy from the Blue Jays, Chicken Strip. Um, Oh my god! I actually just can't remember his actual name. What does Chicken Strip Ro- mean? Ross Stripling. Oh yeah, right. Which was kind of a big blow for the uh, I almost said Chargers, the Blue Jays. But then they signed from the Mets, Chris Bassett. Yeah. Who's gonna be? I mean, like if he comes in and he's the number three guy, 
that will be good. Um, a little technical error with the recording. That's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the Blue Jays, they're signing smart deals. I mean, nothing splashy, but, like, it's smart deals, I think, Yeah. at this time. I mean, we all wish, like, they could have got Brandon Nimmo, who re-signed with the Mets. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the big one. Carlos Correa signed that mega con. Like, that's, I've never seen that before. Where, like, it was so weird. I thought he failed the physical. Right. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's bad. Like, that, this could, like, it was wild. And then. That's crazy. Yeah. He's kind of, I kind of hate Carlos Correa, though. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. And, yeah. But in other news, I'm going to go rapid fire. Red sign Will Myers. Kind of a blow to the Padres, but the Padres have been spending big money. I'm not sure what the Reds are doing. It's a one-year contract, so Will Myers probably gets it he'll probably get traded by the reds i would assume for like uh pick up some prospects whenever they do aaron judge was named yankees captain i feel like that was a big deal uh i think only the third ever captain in yankees history um i think it was like 16th i don't think it was third oh really because yeah i th- i saw it was only the third captain i don't I don't think that would really make sense well do you need a captain for every season no gotcha you, they, you could be right okay i think it was literally Derek jeter him and some like probably a very famous baseball player i mean I'm maybe babe ruth and uh, yeah, I, yeah I, okay i couldn't actually name it but like i thought that was a big deal then the angels signed brandon Dur- drury from the padres yeah angels going angels making some moves Please, finally. Please be okay. Like, you play in such a bad conference. Just be decent. You're literally, the only, the Astros are like the, your only competition. I guess the Mariners are pretty good now. But, please, Angels, get into the playoffs. <laughs> please. Padres signed Matt Carpenter away from the Yankees. I mean, adding some power. That was, that was a good one. And then they also signed Seth Lugo from the Mets, um, adding some pitching help. There after losing, uh, who else? Did, who did they lose? Sean Manea to the Giants. Um, oh, the second biggest, or I guess, J.D. Martinez leaves for the Dodgers, and then Justin Turner goes from the Dodgers to the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. The the Dodgers lost a lot this offseason. The Red Sox lost a lot. That's the true. The Red too. Sox are not looking too hot. No, I mean they signed that Japanese star guy, but that's really it, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah. But the another big one, Dansby Swanson goes to the Chicago Cubs, and that former, was the other big one. Former right? first overall pick uh, from the Diamondbacks, spent basically his whole career with Atlanta, and then gets traded to the Cubs. And, and I found this really—I mean, it's not a cool story. He publicly stated it in his press conference. He's a, he's an Atlanta guy, right? He grew up there, and so like he won a chip with the the Braves and. Uh, he goes to Chicago, which was his grandpa's favorite team, and his grandpa played a huge role in his success and, ma- and his love for baseball. So he said he got to play for his two favorite teams, essentially, and his grandpa's two favorite teams. So I thought that was really cool. You can't hate Dansby Swanson. How can you hate that, man? Yeah. So, I mean, he gets his ring with his team. Still a young guy, gets his bag now, gets to play in Chicago with the Cubs. Um, they're in a, a weird state, but he – he honestly becomes like the the face of the franchise. I mean, it really does. I mean, is Strowman still there? Yeah, but I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Twins signed Joey Gallo. Um, yeah, solid, solid pickup. A lot of potential. Potential, yeah. I mean, he he needs to recreate that magic he once had. I, think I really think it was just the New York Yankees fans that like 
shit on him. Exactly. And like, yeah. it imagine, destroyed his confidence. Imagine playing like your worst ball of your career, and then all you ever see and hear is people being like, "Fuck Joey Gallo, you can't even leave your apartment without people heckling you." Yeah. Like, that's a joke. You're a joke, New York fans. Uh, Carlos Rod. Speaking of New York fans, Carlos Rodon leaves the Giants. Giants taking L's to New York. Just like, L's upon yeah. L's, man. Um, yeah, Rodon goes to the Yankees. Orioles sign Adam Frazier, and I think that was about it. Um, yeah, Braves got Sean Murray, Murphy. Sorry, not Murray, from the A's. The A's go to Vegas. We've mentioned it. I think that's it. Lot, lots of baseball news, and it probably it's not going to stop too. No, nope. it's going to keep on going. We've had baseball news for the past month. Yeah, it's, it's very fun, and it's 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 nice that it kind of stretches out for a period of time, mm-hmm. so it's not so concentrated. In mm-hmm. Just a couple of days, like. NBA or NFL? Yeah. Um, moving on. Going to soccer. I We're do want. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about soccer. Going, going, uh, going a, di- a little bit of a different direction here. Like I'm. We're not. We're not. We're not fans of soccer. We I, don't know soccer. I played soccer my whole life, and I was a big fan of soccer at one point in my life. But it was MLS. D- didn't know jack shit about like. Yeah. Real anything. soccer. Yeah, yeah. Like across, like Cro- not in North America, literally across the pond. Um. Did you watch the World Cup game? I didn't, but I after I did saw the reactions, yeah, I did. It we're, um, I guess if you stuck around this song, uh, a little preview here. My game of the year, what is that game? That's a good one. I like that one. Okay, it might be recency bias, but like the stakes, four years, the the storylines, the comeback, Mbappe getting the hat trick, Messi going out on top. He could be backed. He he basically hinted he might be coming back again. Messi finally getting over the hump. Um, that game was unbelievable. Um, I didn't watch it live, but then I saw everybody's reactions, and I was like, "Okay." I recorded on TSN like I, it happened. Like they replayed it like four hours later, and I watched it. And I was like, "Oh!" Like the energy was crazy. Right. Like four years. I mean, that was the final I I, I wanted. I think most people wanted too. France, the defending champions. It, 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 it was st- literally the new generation versus the old. Yeah, and it was like the star power, like Messi, Mbappe, Griezmann, Giroud um, from the French team, and I'm obviously blanking on a lot of the team. The French team like got like food, like got the sick leading up to it. There were so many storylines, um, but I did want to say, Max. I mean, we're not soccer fans or football fans, but I honestly think this cements Messi as the greatest of all time. I think so too. Coming out of Maradona's shadows, that's crazy. Like you got, I think the consensus top three is Pele, Maradona, and Messi. And the biggest knock against Messi was really just like not getting that World Cup and international kind of prowess. But over the past couple of years, he he does the Copa America, and now the World Cup, which is the cherry on top of his historic career. And then he re-signed with a one-year deal with PSG, uh, I believe, yesterday. So he's not coming to the MLS, which is disappointing. But, uh, I mean... He doesn't need to. No, he's in... He's literally, like... It's crazy. He's, like, aging like a fine wine. No, like, he he's is. literally playing his best football he's, right he's, now. He's the LeBron. He's the Tom Brady of the soccer world. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, he's still balling out. Absolutely. Like, I was, like, watching him, and I was like... Like, because I watched, like, when I was younger. But, like, and then I watched, I'm like, holy shit. Like, because I played soccer. I know, like, obviously not nearly at elite. But, like, I played pretty high-level soccer for as much as you can get in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I was like, what he's doing is so impressive. And 
Yeah. That's all I can say. I think I think he's the goat. This helps cement him as the goat. Him and Maradona, like the one-two Argentina. Like it's crazy. Like that small, like pretty small country, South America, being the juggernaut. Like, yeah, that's. And this Argentina team wasn't even that strong. It was really messy. No, like they, it, it, like compared to other years, it was not as strong as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's all about it's all about how you play. It doesn't really matter who who's on your team, right? Yeah. Like I think I think Luis Suarez is a uh, Argentinian. Yeah, I don't even think he was playing. The, I no. don't even know if he was there. I, I don't think so. I didn't see him, or maybe he was on the bench. But like the storyline, like Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia yeah, at the right. start of the tournament. Like I feel like people are forgetting this. Like yeah. the biggest like underdog or whatever. They literally lost to Saudi Arabia, and everybody's like, "Oh no!" Like they're not even gonna make it. This and that, and for them to come and do that, and like, like seriously, if you're not a soccer fan, take the time and watch the highlights. Like Mbappe scores two goals in ninety seconds, I think, to like ridiculous. tie it up, and then like an extra time, Messi scores an extra time, and then Mbappe scores. Like it was crazy. Max just lost half of his mic. That's unfortunate. My mic sock went away. Um. But yeah, I mean, game of the year. Absolutely. Messi is now the soccer goat. Spoiler alert: I'm probably gonna make that the 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 title to get more views. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we try to be we, we try to be as neutral as possible, yeah. I guess, on this show because, like, I know that I know shit like Skip Bayless gets clicks and whatever, but um, I think it's time that we take it up a notch <laughs> and create some controversy. Yeah. Um, anything else on the, so- the soccer world World Cup? It's 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 weird because it's like I saw so many memes. It's like all all of America going back to uh, not caring about soccer for the next four years again. I know it's literally like f- four years, and then like I guess Canada plummeted in like the world rankings after their performance. But I don't doubt it. Yeah, they'll be back. They have a they young squad. Okay, NHL. NHL. We're not going to talk about World Juniors or hockey because that will be in another episode, like we mentioned. But Ovi got eight hundred goals. He's past it he gets a hat trick remarkable night that was crazy um that yeah it was just insane gets his age h that 800 goal and he's like he's coming for gretzky's number he could he honestly could do it what's his record for the goals in the career i no, don't know i don't know what it actually like oh, the okay. number is but he's, i think it's 890 something i could be wrong but um he, he's he's like the only person like that's got a chance at passing it in my like maybe McDavid if McDavid keeps on going but like Ovi's just like a pure goal scorer and for him to get a hat trick eight hundred ninety four he needs ninety four more goals you think he's gonna get it I don't know that's like he's got to have how many he's got to have like three more thirty goal seasons in the NHL yeah um he he honestly he could. He's a he's a big ego guy. Like he could like he could definitely like just play those three more seasons mm. and play at that high level just to break the record. Yeah, but that's saying he gets thirty goals. I don't know. Like he's still like playing decent hockey, but like he's not. Like he's 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 on the decline now, right? So right. And I did want to say, the Philadelphia Flyers, John Tortorella, they bench kept this stirred up a lot of things. They bench Kevin Hayes, who's their leading point getter goal scorer i've never seen that in hockey and it caused a lot of uproar was it about his play or was it about his personality i have no idea i don't think oh, okay so. like it's john tartarello 
Yeah, it's so, probably his personality. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was just absurd. Couldn't believe it. And then I wanted to talk about this with Oakley a little bit, but that was before Oakley wasn't here. But Tage Thompson, Max, we can talk about it too. He's, he's, he's just unbelievable. What the fuck? What? He's turning this Buffalo... Him and Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin are literally turning this franchise around. Who is this guy? <laughs> He like the only guy I knew on Buffalo was Owen Power and and R- Rasmus Dalin. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, who's who's he is third right now in points. Mm-hmm. He like, how does that happen? I don't know. Coming He's, up from Buffalo, they were a joke to start the year. Yeah, I, I want to say Tate Thompson was involved in that. Was he involved in the Jack Eichel trade? Oh, if he was, Vegas is gonna be hurting. Um, but he's like six seven. Yeah, he's big, big boy. Oh no, he was okay. That he, I'm pretty sure he was in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah, it was Ryan O'Reilly trade in 2018. He was on the Blues. I mean, the Blues. I mean, they, they're not saying they lost because they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Ryan sure. O'Reilly's their team captain, but Tage Thompson, literally like Jeff Skinner, like him and like what? What are he had 68 points last? He was a 38 goal scorer last year. Like, and nobody was talking about him. Wow. He was a 38 goal scorer, two away from 40. This year, Wow. other than two players on the Edmonton Oilers, he is the number one point getter. American-born guy. He has 50 points in 32 games. 26 goals already. He's, a, he's 25 years old. He's, he's that guy. He's, he's unbelievable. No, he is. That's ridiculous. And like... That's re- it's it's absolutely ridiculous, and you, you love to see it too you, for Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, you like you love to see a guy like this. He's young, got potential. You know, new Connor McDavid type. No one's gonna be Connor McDavid, but that kind of new guy around, you love to see it. Yeah, I mean, you love to see it for Buffalo, in my opinion. And I wanted to talk about that because I know Oakley had him on uh, a fa- a fantasy team, so that was cool. Oh shit! Yeah, that must have been a good pickup for anyone doing fantasy. Yeah, we'll get off of hockey now. We'll move over to. UFC with our UFC expert, Mr. Zach Zary. Yeah, not not much. We're all done UFC. It's like a month. I don't really love it. There, there's a month away. I mean, I mm-hmm. could do with like maybe like two weeks, but there's, yep. there's literally like a month without UFC. So, <laughs> my, my it's, it's a big hole on my Saturday now. But I guess NFL games are being played on Saturday. Yeah. So it kind of fills it. But, uh, yeah, we had the last event. It was pretty good. Um, and now we move on to uh, 2023. But I just want to say um, the UFC is kind of like in shambles. Well, not in shambles, but like they're kind of in shambles. Like people are pissed off at them. Didn't help with like the betting scandal that we have covered with James Krause and their credibility in Canada and like provinces not allowing you to bet on UFC specifically. You can still bet on MMA fights, but not the UFC. And then um, Patty Pimblett's scorecard and some corrupt judging and Doug Crosby and like that. Like we talked about his worst scorecard ever and he's got a history. But now they've raised pay-per-view prices in the States, not in Canada. I read Aaron Bronstetter, shout out Aaron, friend of the pod. Um, He tweeted out they'll remain the same in Canada. But it's expensive to be a UFC fan if you're watching it like, if you're accreditable, if you're not illegally streaming it, it's right. like costs like over a thousand dollars. If you watch every single fight, good Lord, man, that's like, I'm a, f- like, 
And then if you want to like go to events or yeah, buy right. buy merchandise for fighters or I mean you don't really don't have to. It's not like a like an NFL team, but like all my other sports teams, I'm 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 a free fan essentially, except for like buying like TSN like just channels, but like a thousand dollars to be a UFC fan. That's why can or uh like hockey's kind of in the in the shitter right now for popularity is because it's so expensive to play and like not a lot of people are playing yeah, right. it but like ufc is like in the shitter because they can't get enough eyes on it like even though it's on espn like only part like fight nights really right or on tsn so i just wanted to say that and uh yeah uh, that's that's the Two minutes and thirty seconds. UFC report. <laughs> I want to talk about a bit of uh, before I let you go. A bit about Ariel Hawani. You know he's kind of a dream to have on the pod. Hopefully, maybe one day we can get him on. But um, you know he's he's got some backbone for being a non-fighter in a fighter's universe, right? Like I remember he had he had that little I don't know stint with patty pimblet yeah like last he, week he just exposed the shit out of him um but then this week he had dylan danison who's he like he's 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 ufc right a bellator fighter bellator yeah he, he hasn't, i mean mma yeah he hasn't fought and he was he's most notable for being conor mcgregor's jujitsu like coach and was in the corner and then habib like jumped over the fence you've probably seen the video oh was, it, was that it, at dylan dennis yeah it was at dylan Dennis. oh that, i feel less bad for that, that now that yeah that's like what he's famous for essentially and just being an internet troll right well like i remember well he always just comments on everything yeah. that like like jake paul logan paul ksi do and uh, speaking of KSI, you know, that's the reason that he was getting interviewed by Hawani. He's, he's having a boxing match with uh, YouTuber KSI in a couple months now. I don't know exactly when it is. But, uh, you know, they, they got they got into some to some heated arguments. Apparently, apparently Dylan Dennis was just, like, lying about... Yeah, he was, he was lying, and then Ariel's like... <laughs> I, I only watched clips. I actually didn't watch the full... Yeah. I mean, I have so much free time, I probably should or i can but like they have a history to like and like they go back and forth and like it, like they were face to face like they were like it wasn't over a screen it was face to face yeah right he was in and, the studio and Hawani's Hawan, like saying it to his face which like respect like oh, he's, that's, that's he's, mad respect yeah, to him he's telling it straight to his face like in like a prof- professional fighter too like yeah. telling it straight to his face and like yeah it was it was basically was calling out some of his lies saying this and that they're going at it um dylan dennis was like yeah i'm gonna get paid more than every ufc like fighter and then <laughs> it was like that's just just straight up not true <laughs> like, <laughs> like like and he's like oh I'll sh-. like it was just kind of funny like dylan dennis like, I, I don't know if he's being serious but i think he is if he is he has he's gotta have like cte or something I, like because he's like that's it's so weird it's so weird and like yeah it's it's beyond me like he, he like it almost seems like a like uh he's, he's acting but like yeah, it's actually, almost a character it's a character but i actually don't think it is yeah he, it, it's, it'd he's be seen, better if yeah. it was a character but i actually think that's this is how this guy is because like if you, if you look at a guy like i don't want to get demonetized not that we're making any fucking money from this but uh like andrew tate <clears throat> like you know i was kind of like was he playing a character or not and like some of the stuff he said, he's like he has to be playing a character. Yeah. But like a guy like Dylan Dennis, he doesn't go like 
too too far out of pocket yeah to be like okay this guy's just fucking with people yeah but like it was funny because like i'm i'm pretty sure conor mcgregor even tweeted out today he's like i stand with ariel or something like that and like dylan is like supposed to be conor's boy but like i'm i'm pretty sure conor even tweeted out like i stand with ariel or something like that today which like <sighs> prove like how can you not like and that's like conor mcgregor saying that and we know conor Mc, like how he is yeah exactly yeah um but, like, I, I, you just have to show some respect to that guy because, like, you look at Ariel Hawani, like, he's clearly not a fighter. He's clearly just not really that guy, but, um... Oh, okay, sorry. I kind of messed it up. I Some guy tweeted, this is officially an L for Ariel Hawani and a W for Dylan Danis. And then Conor McGregor says, no way, I rock with Ariel also. I always stay up on his content. I'm sure we'll catch up in the near future also. Interesting. Yeah. And he said... McGregor said, I'm still rocking with Dylan all the way, too. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Okay. But still, yeah. Still, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just, get your head out of your ass. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But. It'll be funny to see how he fights, because, like, if you, he's 2-0 in El- Bellator, but, like, er- there's a famous clip of Ariel. It's like, be honest with you, gun to my head, I, I couldn't name you the two guys you fought. And, like, that's uh, Ariel Hawani, who yeah. has, like, a photographic memory of, like, every fight it seems like and knows the exact same date and stuff but like he can't strike dylan dennis can't he's he's a excellent jujitsu guy he can't strike what's boxing yeah literally only striking and and i'm not sure how big dylan dennis is either like i don't like like i'm pretty sure ksi is a big dude big enough yeah so i'm i'm interested to see how that goes yeah Am I? Am I though? No. Not really. It's just not, <laughs> it's it's more for the drama. Yeah. You gotta appreciate am I the, paying for it? No. No. It's just internet drama that you get to see on Instagram for the next couple of days. It's entertaining at least. Yeah. Um, but I think that wraps up It wraps up all the sports we want to talk about, but yeah. Just want to remind you guys about the two episodes coming up. They're not gonna be regular format. One's gonna be World Juniors, one's gonna be our award show and uh, a look back at the at our year together. Thank you guys for being with us for a year. We appreciate you. Yeah, all the all the uh, all the accomplishments. Like it's crazy. Like in at least on our audio only, we're on at least like ten different countries. Yeah, which yep, is crazy. And then who who even knows about YouTube, right? How many countries? And no, I know. Like it's it's kind of like it's kind of cool when we see like views videos getting like three thousand videos or like even just like seventy views yeah. and like. So it, it's pretty cool. Like, shout out to you if you're in audio or YouTube or... Even if you're not on YouTube, which you should be, we still appreciate you listening yeah, to Yeah, and audio. if you're on YouTube, like, leave a like, leave a comment, tell you where you're from. Like, we had a conversation with the dude that was, like, found our stuff because he was an Astros fan. And, like... Yeah, our, right. Our thing was, like, the Astros uh, don't cheat and still win or something <laughs> like that. So that's, it's super cool. I've seen people reach out and talking and subscribing and stuff like that so yeah just thank you guys thank you very much but uh you know we'll see you next week and uh have a good holidays everyone yeah merry christmas happy holidays to everybody and uh stay safe out there see ya I'm a digital to a tonsil.